0: Up, she's going to share with us tonight, amen.
1: Amen. Good evening, everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, as yesterday, if you remember, uh, our first lady said that she shared this something that the Lord spoke to her personally first and then encourage her to share with the church. In my case, will be the same thing. God personally gave me the word for me personally first and foremost, but I believe that the, that word applies to the whole church, and, uh, and uh, um, uh, we'll see what the, Lord, what the Spirit will do today. Well, let us pray before we begin. Dear God, Lord, we come in your presence, Lord. Today, Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to move in this in this place, Lord. Lord, we open our eyes and o- uh, open our eyes and open our hearts, open our ears Lord, to see and hear what you want want us to hear and to see Lord, in Jesus' mighty name move in this place Lord, change and transform us Lord, convict, convict where conviction is needed Lord, change what needs to be changed Lord, remove any idols that are standing in your way Lord, in Jesus' mighty name Lord, heal the broken deliver the bound Lord in Jesus' mighty name, set us free with your truth, Lord, in this place, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Let your truth do do its work, Lord. We are preaching this week that you are the life, you are the way, and you are the truth, Lord. And we ask that you would you reveal as such, here in this place lord is cheese mighty name as the uh, let your life flow abundantly lord in Jesus' mighty, all the dead places lord you let your life flow and bring forth fruitfulness will bring forth fruit of righteousness Lord, bring forth fruit, fru- fruit for your glory. Eternal fruit. Lasting fruit. Lasting change, Lord. No, we are not seeking sir, just momentarily one t- once, one time experience, Lord. We are looking for a lasting fruit, for a lasting change, Lord. Lasting transformation. Lasting breakthrough, Lord. In Jesus, mighty dear, that would last not only today, not only for the rest of this week, but will last for the the rest of our lives and for the rest of eternity, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, Lord, just move in this place. Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord, and we give you the glory for what you're going to do, Lord. Have your way. Move freely, Lord. We receive, we open ourselves, we open our hearts to receive, Lord, whatever you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Before before I share what what the Lord put, has put on my heart, I want to want to show you one video which pretty much summarizes what I'm going to talk today. Uh, it's a, a the dramatized version of the uh, vision that God gave to William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, but uh, it was given out a long time ago. I didn't don't remember exactly what year, but it still applies and very accurately depicts the condition of the church even to this day. So please uh, focus your attention uh, on the screens.
0: I had a vision. I saw a dark and stormy ocean. In that ocean I thought I saw multitudes of poor human beings plunging and floating and shouting and shrieking, cursing and struggling and drowning. And out of this dark, angry ocean I saw a mighty rock that rose up with its summit towering high above the stormy seas, and all around the base of the rock I saw a vast platform. And on this platform I saw with delight a number of the poor wretches continually climbing out of the angry ocean. And I saw that some of those who were already safe on the platform were fervently helping the poor creatures still in the angry waters to reach safety. But something puzzled me. Although they had all been rescued at one time or another from the ocean, nearly everyone seemed to have forgotten all about it. Anyway, the memory of its darkness and danger no longer troubled them. And what was equally strange and perplexing to me was that most of these people did not seem to have any care, that is, any agonizing care, about the poor perishing ones who were struggling and drowning right before their eyes. But then I saw something wonderful. I saw a great being from above come straight from his palace, right through the dark clouds. And he leapt right into the raging sea among the drowning people. And there I saw him toiling to rescue them until the sweat of his great anguish ran down in blood. And he was continually crying to those already rescued. To those whom he had helped with his own bleeding hands To come and help him in the painful and laborious task Of saving the lost But the strangest thing of all was that those on the platform to whom he called were so taken up with their trades and professions and money-saving and pleasures and families and community and gatherings and religions and arguments about it that they did not respond to the cry that came to them from this wonderful being who had himself by his spirit gone down into the sea. And so the multitude went on struggling and shrieking and drowning in the darkness. And then I saw something that seemed stranger than anything that had happened before in this very strange vision. Those whom this wonderful being cried out to to come and help him in his difficult task were always praying and crying to him to come to them. Some wanted him to come and stay with them and spend his time and strength in making them happier. Others wanted him to come and take away various doubts and misgivings they had concerning the truth of some letters which he had written them. Others wanted him to come and make them feel more secure on the rock, so secure that they would be totally sure they would never slip off again. They used to meet and get as close to the rock as they could, and looking towards the mainland where they thought the great being was, they would cry out, Come to us, come and help us. But all this time, he was down among the poor drowning creatures, crying to them in a hoarse voice, Come to me, come and help me. And then I understood it all. It was plain enough. That sea was the ocean of life, the sea of real, actual human existence. Those multitudes of people struggling in the stormy sea were the billions of sinners from every race, language and nation. That great sheltering rock was Calvary, the place of the cross and the people on it were those who had been rescued from sin and hell and who professed to be followers of Jesus Christ. That mighty being who called to them from the tempest was the Son of God, the same yesterday, today and forever, who is still struggling to save the dying multitudes about us from this terrible doom of damnation, and whose voice can be heard above the music and machinery and noise of life, calling on the rescued to come and help him save the world. My friends in Christ, you are rescued from the waters. You are on the rock. Jesus is in the dark sea, calling on you to come and help him. Will you go?
1: That's, that's pretty much a sermon in itself, wouldn't you agree? And kind of, but uh, I'll I'll share what the Lord is speaking to me recently. Uh, I've been convicted. Like I'm I'm personally I'm very detail oriented person, and I'm getting uh, found myself like so ministry focused or so focused in the process. In the details of the ministry, you know, that I've f- got shown that I forget what it's all about, what I'm laboring for, what I'm working for, what it's all about. Because sometimes I found myself in such detail that nobody else cares but me. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, but just, you know, losing the big picture, you know, and and then I'm crying and complaining why God you're not hearing why God nobody understands me or why why nobody appreciates it uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that it's not only my problem but we tend as a human beings with so, so self-centered and that selfish nature tends to overtake us we get so focused on ourselves different, different things for a different person, some for some maybe their own family, for some children, for some work, for some ministry, you know for some other, some hobbies, whatever it is, we for somehow some way do, do, do the business of life or some our fleshly, sinful nature, for one or the other reason, we tend to lose focus of what really matters for Christ, you know, and we then, we're praying on ourselves, we're asking God, come, come, show us more, give us more, bless us more, you know, just give us more revelations, but we forget, and and we lack, sometimes we we say, we don't see, if you, uh, you know, I'm sometimes missing, quite often actually, not sometimes, missing, missing the actual presence that powerful presence, that powerful anointing that that, was, uh, that mm, believers experienced in the acts in the first church, the wonders, the signs and signs, the healings, the miracles, the resurrection uh, from the dead. We are preaching that Jesus Christ is the same, and we believe that. I believe that we believe all believe and agree that Jesus Christ is the same, but we don't see the same. We don't see his hand moving the same. Have you ever wondered why? We preach, we believe the same word that apostles preached. We we claim that we have the same spirit, and we do, but we don't see the same power of God manifested in this world. I wonder why. I was pondering on that, and and uh, you know, we we we, as in that video, we saw uh, p- we are crying. God, where are you? God, manifest yourself. Where are you? We 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 seeking God. We are gathered this week seeking God. Where are you, God? Show show yourself, mighty and powerful in this place. And you know, it reminds me. It reminds me of the the, the time when when the parents, even uh, Jesus' parents, his father and mother, at one time were seeking Jesus. And (laughs) and we were very displeased with him. Uh, They they couldn't find him. And finally they found him in the temple. And they were kind of scolding him uh, for for disappearing on them, leaving them, and and they they had such a hard time. And uh, look what Jesus answered to them. He said he said in Luke 2 in 49, he said to them, Why did you seek me? Don't you know where, 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 where to find me? I I, I hope you should have known you my parents. You're the person who's supposed to know me best. Why do you seek me? Why did you why did you worry? Why did you have such a hard, hard time finding me? Did you not know? Did you not know? that I must be about my father's business. He said that to his parents, the people whom should have known him, should have known what his goal was, you know. But the other group of people who should have known, who should have known but didn't know, were his disciples. His disciples. And after that includes us too. Uh, in John 4, uh, uh, in, in John 4 when, if you remember in John 4 uh, Jesus ministers to Samaritan woman to the, and after he ministered he, uh, while he was ministering his disciples were out in the city buying food and when they returned they urged him to eat but look what Jesus says I have food to eat of which you do not know unfortunately the very unfortunate you do not know you do not know The food that I'm about, the disciples pondered they couldn't comprehend it, and Jesus had to explain. Says, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me, and to finish His work." That is my food. Now, what was the will of God? What was that food that uh, 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 Jesus was talking about? What was the will of God that Jesus came to fulfill? Let's look in John 6.40. It answers plain and simple. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day that was the ultimate goal the ultimate mission the ultimate purpose why jesus came to this world to save the lost that was the only the primary the ultimate uh reason that was his mission that was he, he w- that was his business that he came to fulfill here on earth to save the lost and so nobody would perish but everybody uh would have everlasting life. So, and uh, as I was thinking about that, I also realized that as he left, he left us, his disciples, his church, as his representatives here on earth. He wants us to continue, to continue his work. He says that those who believe in him will will do the same works or even greater works. Greater works. Um, And John 14 12 says, Verily, verily, I say, he that believes on me, the works which I do, shall he do also. He shall do greater than these because I go to the Father. That means that we are supposed, we are called, we are entrusted, we are commissioned to do, to continue the works of Jesus. What did Jesus do? He went around healing the sick, delivering the bound, raising the dead, touching everyone and everybody whom he came in touch with. He was transforming lives. Nobody left his presence unchanged. Is that, can people say the same about us? We know that about Jesus. We all would say a a loud amen when we say that about Jesus. Can we say the same about ourselves as his disciples? As his followers? If not, which I honestly cannot say that about myself. So I I go first. That's what I'm saying. God gave me this message personally for me first. But, But I want to share that with you. And if the Holy Spirit... Speaks to be sensitive to respond in in repentance. That God's, God, God's heart is aching for the loss. When he, he went to Jerusalem, he wept. When was the last time you wept for your city? When was the last time we wept the sincere, not, 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 not fake, w- w- pretentious, but sincerely wept with aching heart for our nation, for the world that is dying? As a lot of people going to hell. He had when he looked at co- oh. multitudes, multitudes of fe- people. He, 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 he had he, w- he had compassion on them. Um, Let me see here. Um, uh, he. he 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 was moved with compassion it's luke 19 forty one through forty four He says he was moved with compassion for the multitudes because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. He was moved with compassion, but we sometimes we get so busy in the our business daily business of our lives, in our get so trapped in our own needs in our own desires, in our own interests, in our own agendas, even bickering between about our religious differences, or doctrinal differences, or or our programs, or whatever, you know. And lose the, the the sight of what really matters. We need, as believers, we need to come together with one purpose. Ultimately, we all have the same purpose. We have the same Lord, the same Savior, the same Master, with who gave us all, despite our our denomination, our religion, uh, our those d- uh, some certain. Differences in beliefs, maybe, but but as long as we agree on one, the Savior, the Jesus Christ, we have the same commission. We are disciples of the same Lord. We will gave all of us the same commission: go into all the world. It doesn't say stay within your four walls, and wait. It says go out. Go into into all the world where the lost are, and preach the gospel, preach the good news of the Jesus Christ. You know, y- if you read through New New Testament, what I notice that you, you sometimes you find Jesus in the temple, you find Jesus in the synagogue, but more than time than that, you'll find him somewhere other than the the, the temple or the synagogue. He, he was eating and drinking with sinners. He was where sinners were. He went to the place. He traveled from city to city, from village to village, looking for people he can minister to. He was going out to the sinners, spending time with them, sp- reaching out to them, ministering to them, ministering to their needs, trying to reach the lost that that's that's the message for today and i want to to uh, today to encourage you uh, i want us to pass around uh, uh some uh, uh, mm. little notes or paper paper where you can and if, uh, if you need a pen you, us just can hand you a pen also and i want you to take a minute and write down the names the specific names of the people that that uh, uh, Holy Spirit will put on your mind like uh, that and uh, uns- not not say people who are not saved who are not believe uh, not believers as yet but you want to m- pray for them you want to intercede to them and you you commit yourself to minister to them to reach out to them Write specific names They can be your family members your neighbors your co-workers uh, uh, anybody that you are in contact with and you want to m- Pray for them. We want to go and in, in, intercede today for others. Not so much leave our own needs aside. Set our own needs aside. Yes, we'll always have our own needs. But forget about yourself for this evening. For this, this for 30 minutes, let's forget about ourselves. And turn our focus on others. On the lost who are, don't know Jesus. Whatever your situation, however bad, however uh, your situation, uh, no matter how bad you think your situation is, the situation of the lost who don't know Jesus is much more worse. Okay? I think we can agree on that. No matter how bad you think your need is, the the situation the uh, the eternal the people can if you die today they can hold to hell you believe uh, I think you'll agree that that's much worse than whatever we are dealing dealing with or going w- going through so let's that say uh, that as i focus on praying for interceding for the others today amen that that, that
0: that's uh, uh,